Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. This is the live special edition with guest Liz Clark. Hi. Liz, hey. hey. Yay. We're going to have a special lined up show for you. Um, thanks, JP, for kicking off this special day. It is Circuit Pylon Day. Um, we're hanging out in the Discord chat room. We'll give some shout outs to folks. But before we do that, we have our little bit of housekeeping we got this morning, as we do with every show. So let's uh, start off with CircuitPython Day schedule. There's a blog post. How nice. So this will let you know when all the streams are going on. Basically, a full packed day with a little bit of uh, an interlude somewhere in there. Check out the blog post if you want to know exactly when stuff is happening. Um, so yeah, let's uh, talk about... The next thing that I usually do. Hello, everybody. That's just because there's a lot of people. It's early. We just had lots of coffee, so we're all hyped up and ready to get this day started. So, Pedro, you would. And shout outs to everybody hanging out in all of the chat rooms. You can join, like you said, at discord.gg slash Adafruit. We're also hanging out in the Twitch over at Twitch slash eat a fruit and here's all the links over there we're also in the linkedin the periscopes and i think did facebook agree yeah facebook's just green? check green check we're good check we're good on all the places so welcome everybody uh the discord chat rooms we're hanging out so shout out to skr <laughs> that is Grover. how much coffee i need there skr. <laughs> uh chess mess um jp chepler all the crew and more um yeah we're hanging out so let me kick off the uh housekeeping stuff adafruit.com slash free if you get stuff you get free stuff let's take a quick look at the uh, freebies this week if you spend 99 dollars more on your order you'll get a free pcb coaster with a golden adafruit logo perfect for your coffee i'd love to get one uh if your order is 149 or more you'll get that coaster plus KB2040 keyboard. That's that lovely RP2040 board. If your order is 199 or more, you'll get the coaster with the golden logo, the RP2040 keyboard, and free UPS ground shipping. It's back. Huzzah. Ooh. And if your order is 299 or more, you get all the stuff I just said, plus a circuit playground express. Adafruit.com slash free for the details. These get automatically added to your cart. No need for a coupon. Having said coupon, you can apply this coupon uh, with your freebies. It'll get you 10% off your order if you type in code CIRCPYDAY, mm -hmm. all lowercase, I think. I think case matters. Um, that's pretty much the intro that we do normally. And then I head back over to Discord, see GIFs, memes, banter. Yanni Scoo is out with coffee. Well, congrats to Chess Mess. Bamboo printer has arrived. Nice. Very cool. Cool. Very cool. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, so we're going to do things a little bit differently. Normally, we talk about project of the week, and then we talk about prototyping, then shop talk. We're going to kind of look at a couple of, of Liz's projects. Well, collab projects. Our collab projects yeah. and kind of your journey onto Adafruit Circuit Python itself, how it's been um, these past five, three, six, 
weeks. But yeah, Five I'm years. old now. So okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so first up, let's talk about Liz's mm. first Circuit Python project, and that is somewhere here. Where is it? I think it's it. Yeah, this one. Okay. Let me bring up the screen. Great. <laughs> All right. This is your first Circuit Python project. How did it come about? Yeah. And tell us your experience um, with writing. So I had just started. Uh, I think I'd done one guide at that point for Adafruit, and it was um, a snow globe that used MakeCode. And this was also one of my first 3D printed projects. Um, I had just gotten a 3D printer, um, and I wanted to make a little ring light for my GoPro that I was also using for time lapses uh, for my 3D printing. And so when I was chatting with PT and Lamore about, hey, like, hey do you want to guide on this? Um, they said, sure, but you should also try to write the code in CircuitPython. Um, so which I was like a little concerned to do because I had like just kind of sort of figured out how to do Arduino. So the idea of doing another programming language was like really daunting to me. Um, but uh, it ended up working out. Uh, I remember struggling a bit, but basically all the code is doing, it's an RGBW um, NeoPixel ring. So what the pot is doing is it's affecting the, the level of white from zero to 55 um, mapped to the, the pot. Uh, and so that way you can adjust the brightness and you're not dealing with the red, green or blue. Um, it's just the white. And so that also means that you're not getting like that kind of like weird blue white that you get when you turn on all the, the normal RGB LEDs. Uh, so that was my first CircuitPython project. It's using a trinket <laughs> uh, M0. Um, if you want to go to the 3D printing, um, since this is a the 3D printing show as well. Yeah, one uh, sec. I, mm, I would yes. like to talk about just NeoPixels and LEDs in general is yes. the best like first project. So if folks I think haven't so. done yeah. a CircuitPython Python project, a NeoPixel goes a long way. Like this can be yeah. adapted to so many different things. It could be uh, a light installation, a fun art project, or something as useful as like, oh, let me add a light. Yeah, and I can control the brightness too. And I feel like. Camera with doing um, like microcontroller projects, like it's really satisfying to have the LEDs cause you're getting like instant gratification. And if you have something like the pot controlling it, like you are seeing in real time what your code is doing. Um, and I, I think that that like really um, makes it for a really good experience. Especially like, I always like to do projects um, for stuff that I can then like use in real life. So like the light um, is like useful and so that then like motivates me to like work on it. Um, and so I always recommend to folks if you're like trying to get started, like think about something that you would like that maybe you don't necessarily want to buy. Um, and then you can like make it and make it custom for your needs. I think that's a kind of a good way to get into stuff. For sure. Um, what was writing CircuitPython like in the early days, like resources, what did you use to kind of reference to like, how, yeah. how can I um, code for a NeoPixel? So I, we were talking about this a little before we started streaming and I, I think the essentials guide existed, which I still reference to this day. Cause I'm really bad at like remembering the syntax of stuff. Um, so even when I'm starting a project, I'll be like, how, how do I set up digital IO again? Um, and kind of build out from there. So I want to say there was based on looking at this code and some code we're going to look at after. Um, I think I was looking at like the analog example, which shows you how to read a plot um, and map the value uh, and then the basic like NeoPixel 
uh, example too, especially because it says picks pin and numpicks, and I know those are kind of the set in variables that are used. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I remember looking at the essentials guide there. It was still pretty new. I want to say it was like CircuitPython 2 or mm. I, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there, it, the resources were kind of like just starting. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was a little, a little tricky. But um, then it, I, I have to say, the resources grew like exponentially. I want to say in like that, that year, um, all of a sudden, like there was just so many projects to reference and everything, so it yeah. made it a lot easier. And this became one of those references because in the early days, like, well, how do I make a light and how do I adjust the brightness of the pot? Well, there you go. You were the one that kind of <laughs> contributed to that. So the light guide is packed with so many Circuit Python projects, hundreds of them probably. I don't know the exact number, but I want to yeah. say I want to say most projects now. Um, oh yeah, put it in Circuit Python. Um, so. Yeah. All right. So after the highness, getting high off of the <laughs> of your first <laughs> successful learn guide. Well, it's not your first, but your first successful Circuit Python based learn guide. Yeah. Um, the next one is let's do some colors. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure my thought process here was like okay i just controlled the the percentage of white what if i did like controlling the rgb and i could do like this mixer thing so uh with this project like you're using three pots and each one is affecting the red green or blue and then the neopixel strip there um will show that color but that's also shown on the lcd um and it's showing like added together like what the color is uh and then those LEDs below the pot are actually just regular um, red, green, and blue LEDs, just as like an indicator thing. Um, so we were also talking like we might want to remix this um, to make it into like a game where like the screen will tell you what color to mix, and then you have to mix it in, and then it'll say. But um, I, yeah, I think probably coming from the GoPro project, I like the idea of mixing with pots, and then. For extra credit, I was asked to do an HSV, uh, which is hue, saturation, and I forget what the V stands for, but um, I, I did that. And and I was looking at this like, uh, I you can tell I was really new because I, I did three functions where it could have just been one function where in, instead of having it like hard coded what pot I'm reading, like I could have been passing the, the pot as a variable. Um, but you know, it, it, it shows growth. It does work. Python's yeah. very forgiving, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then if you scroll down a little bit, yeah, sure. you can see the LCD message, like uh, learning the different stuff with, that you can do with um, string manipulation and values um, in Python. I always find to be really cool. Like if you get one bit of data, it's really easy to be like, well, I know it's an integer, but I actually want it to be a string. I want to show it on a display or vice versa. So that's something I use a lot in projects. And this was the first time I was able to really, you know, try that out. This is a big step up from just making a light, you know, turn on. Um, so you, you got the, the LCD, you got a couple pots, NeoPixel and RGB LEDs. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you said you built it. Yeah. So I like this project so much. I like the idea of it that I actually built it. I 3d printed it. Um, and, soldered the parts together and got the code running and it worked on first go. Yay. And uh, I think I 
we shared it on 3D Hangouts in 2018 or wherever this was, whatever year it was built. And it was a lot of fun for me personally. Um, we're big Disney fans, me and Pedro. And back in kind of classic Epcot days, um, there was this uh, pavilion that had this experience. A kiosk where it was a game and you had to mix the colors with sliders to uh, to like get to, to, to win the game basically. And there's mm -hmm. big things. And that right there is like kind of the same idea as like, Oh, you have these sliders or in this case, pot, the pots uh, to get this, to match the color that, that that's given to you. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really cool. And, and we might redo it. And now that we have really good audio support, yeah, um, we have prop maker feathers, RP 2040s. So we could really have it like be this super have, cool elaborate game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the wiring is also easier now. Cause like there's a stem version of the LCD or we could do I spy for a really nice Ooh, um, color display. Yeah. Color display. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. A lot of, a lot of progress and like, yeah. On all the short fronts, amount of time. Right. Relative, so the hardware is yeah. a lot easier to work with. The software is a lot easier to work with. Um, we have the led animation library, so yeah. we can have some fun animations going on mm -hmm. and you can scale that up to be as big, as small as you want. So huge, we could recreate the Epcot, you know, yeah. pavilion. It's a whole room, the whole room. Yeah. There are these giant pink buckets and the paint bucket would change the so color. Cool, it was yeah. so you freaking... go up with the paint so brush. LED, like... LED paintbrush. Yeah. Oh, like... again, remember it changed the colors. Just using the color sensor to see what like color that you dipped it into the uh, bucket. Oh, so that whole experience was super cool. Right. This is when Epcot. Gavin loved this project because he was able to relive that since, you know, they tore that whole building down. Like, it's just a hole now. <laughs> Shame. It, it, back Now we're going into Epcot mode. <laughs> like, it, it used to be, like, about learning and discovery. It was almost like a museum, yeah. but, like, yeah. That was the whole goal, to learn how things work. Like, and this inspired about the future. Mm -hmm. This is definitely cool because it can teach you, like, you know, what web colors you can actually use. Yeah. What is going to be able and to play. That reminds me, Guy Dupont did a similar project. I think he sells it on his Etsy where um, it's a mm -hmm. color dialer. And I, I want to say, I don't want to speak, but I think it can send it as a string um, when you send it. So if you're doing, like, web design, you can, like, kind of dial in the color. And, yeah, yeah. So and for, really like, the cool. kids being able to see, okay, this is what orange is and hex colors, you know, as they're walking through the <laughs> world, they can be, like, in matrix mode and be like, oh, that's zero, zero, zero. Oh, that's FFF, whatever. Yeah, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Color yeah. for that is so it's really good that still that in the kids' mind of being able it's to know. Fun and a learning yeah. tool. I think yeah. that's what's having in the back of their head to know what color encode what colors are. Yeah. This was your first snap fit case too. Yes. And I did it kind of upside down. Um <laughs> where oh, um like the front should really be the panel piece. Oh right. I see. What um oh, but yeah. it's actually the back I did it as the panel. Um and so I remember assembling. I was it was it was a little a little tight, a little tight, uh, but it worked. It worked out. But I, I had like just started three D printing, um, and I referenced your SnapFit video. Um, the SnapFit lives on. Yes, I love a SnapFit. Cool. But um, yeah. and you know this kind of taught you how to document as well, like learning. Yeah, I see. I I did photos fun. on my um like TV table. That's a nice wood grain there. <laughs> <laughs> So. all right um so that's a huge milestone um really really cool yeah. uh, after that we're gonna go into some future stuff we're gonna go into iot yeah and so Octoprint. the reason why um 
I'm here. We collaborate a lot with code and projects. And so uh, this project um, is because uh, you insisted on installing Octoprint. Um, and yeah. which is amazing. I was just too lazy to set it up before. Um, but as you were setting up, I was like, well, could CircuitPython do something with Octoprint? Like, could it be a project? Uh, so I started looking into it, and there's Octoprint has this cool MQTT plugin, and Adafruit.io has MQTT support. Um, so a lot of the guide is actually documenting how to do all the MQTT stuff that can be a little finicky. Um, but what ended up coming out of all of that is this um, lovely octopus um enclosure um and it uses a feather esp32 s2 with the reverse mount tft so it has the buttons and stuff and so right from here you can like talk to octoprint and get data down from it as well so while a print is going um it'll show you the progress at the bottom um and like on this main menu here it just shows that it's operational so your printer's on and i could like heat it up or cool it down or do kind of a refresh thing um, and I've got the little Octoprint logo there. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was a really fun CircuitPython project because it's using Display.io and it's talking, it's using Adafruit.io as the MQTT broker. Um, so it was a really fun project to work on. Um, and I know some folks have worked on it. Um, so it's always fun when people make the project that you spend time working on and are able to utilize the documentation you put together. So. Um, and you also have a version that's um, unfortunately not in Octopus case. Um, yeah, it's just a standard. Which is fine, thing. I guess. Yeah. And I did release a version of the case where it doesn't have the wonderful tentacles or the head. It's just mm -hmm. a kind of like so far case. So um, far. If you want like a simple box, which I guess I understand. Um, uh, but uh, talk about the design a little bit with these tentacles. I did a sketch for one of them. And then I um, did a pattern around and then uh, extruded. Uh, so, and trying to get the shape was like a little tricky, but I used um, spline. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. yeah. Spline. Um, and did that. And so I was re I'm really happy with this base because it, it holds up really nicely. And that's just attached with a screw that's a little mm -hmm. loose right now, but then, then oh, that's a cool feature. That is yeah. a cool feature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of my more favorite projects. And it, it's again, it's like useful. Like you can use it to, I don't have to like log into the monitor, see how the print's going, or you know, heaven forbid, get up um, to check the printer. <laughs> um, I can just like have that at my desk, or we've put it on the coffee table and we're like watching a movie or something, and I can just like at a glance know how the print's going. So use it yeah. every day. It's it gets daily use whenever the printer's on. Yeah. I have to have it on. Um, and I really love the the hardware because it's an all-in-one board. It has a built-in screen. There's yeah. no soldering here. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's such a great piece of hardware. The buttons are already built in for you. So you, you, you packed a lot in the screen too. So you're able yeah. to add these lovely mm -hmm. full-color icons um, instead of having labels. Yeah. You and have icons. It's really nice. I know what the fire icon means. It means preheat. Mm -hmm. The refresh icon means reload. And for the icons, um, and what I do with Display.io a lot, um, so that I'm not like bringing in a bunch of assets to Display.io because that can like really kind of cram up the memory, is um, I'll do kind of a layout in Illustrator. And if stuff's going to be static on the screen, then I will kind of export that as an image. So like when you're seeing the side icons um, and the octopus and everything and the line even, like that's a static 
bitmap that gets loaded on and then it's just the text that's getting updated and the status bar is an asset in displayo but by doing that then you're not having to like load all these little bitmaps and also be mm -hmm. really finicky about how the placement is on the screen you can just have mm -hmm. this kind of like almost think of it as like a desktop background that and like you can control before getting into code like where everything's placed and then upload it because if you just put in your screen dimensions as your canvas size and whatever like program you like to use then you can use that as kind of a real world view uh, so definitely recommend that for um display io projects if you get frustrated trying to place things perfectly in code yeah yeah that's a great tip this uses a uh, a lot of circuit python um yes <laughs> yeah so having really good display uh support is is amazing the progress bar uh, is a really good piece to to showcase that. Yeah, you, I really like that feature. That's yeah, really right? fun. Like that, um, that makes this project so much better to have like a status bar. Yeah, and just be able to tie into it. Um, Adafruit IO, it's free for folks to try mm -hmm. out if you want to check that out. Um, it's free for two devices, and I think ten feeds or so. But yeah, check out Adafruit IO um, if you want to do IO projects. This project does benefit from the IO plus. Um, oh, just full disclosure. Um, if you want to have like all the feeds because the MQTT plugin has a lot of stuff you can monitor. So if you don't want to like monitor all the feeds, you can configure that um, within Octoprint. And um, I do show how to yeah. show that. Um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's all documented here and all of the, uh, the individual chunks of code are broken down and documented very nice. So I try on that. Yeah. It's all good. I do that so if folks are trying to do their own project, they can see like, okay, I don't want to like recreate exactly what you have here, but I want to see like how you can use the buttons to do stuff. Then I can then someone can go in and be like, okay, I'll copy and paste this chunk. Yeah, yeah, it's a resource. Mm -hmm. so if folks don't know about it, definitely check it out. And um, it's customizable, so if folks want to create their own builds. You can ex because it's Circuit Python, you could make it run off a pi portal have yeah. a bigger display yeah it definitely could you could even use the feather dvi displayed on a big dvi you display could. yeah so you can have like this custom you know kind of like cnc yeah you know, how they have these big things mm -hmm. have a big e-stop button really do that so for folks that have their own print farm or the schools yeah schools School yeah. Yeah. schools yeah it would be a, a good project build for the students Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paul Cutler is saying he was able to reuse your box for uh, different projects. Oh, excellent. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, not only the case, but like you were saying before, the code, you can rip that apart and reuse all of that. Sweet. Cool. Very awesome. Cool. Hey, shout out to Guy DuPont. He has his GitHub hey, for his okay. dial toner. Good. Hey, excellent. Yeah. Thank you for posting that. Excellent. And Ty is saying that, yeah, thank you for uh, separating all the sections of the code and uh, being descriptful makes it no very, <laughs> go an extra mile, he says. That's great. I try to write it as like, what would I look for when I'm exactly, talking about yeah. it? So put that out into the world. <laughs> yeah, just scrolling through the you know, well, piece of code. Mm -hmm. It can be daunting. It hurts. Like, there's so much. <laughs> I know. Your eyes. And as Lamar and PT say, like the learn system is really like for us when we go back. Yeah. I, remember, how did I do that? So it's I really often, the future yeah. you to go back and be like, okay, this is how I did this chunk of code. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have like multiple past projects open when I'm starting a new project. Like, okay. How did I do this? How did I do yeah. that? Uh -huh. <laughs> Smush them together. 
to this weird pizza. Mm. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's see. Next All right. one. I Next think one. Is, uh, More yeah. IoT. There you go, yeah. This time with cow. A cow. A so cow. tell us about your experiences with the Pico W. Yeah, uh, so I wrote um, one guide that was like getting started with the Pico W and just showing um, examples uh, with CircuitPython um, for, that was like kind of basic um, like IO examples and things. Uh, so I knew we had an HTTP server library, but I didn't really know how it worked. I hadn't really seen um, folks use it on the learn system. And so I tried to make one. So it's Basically, what it does is it's passing HTML code um, as a server. So then, like, I can go onto a web page and I did open it up on my phone. Okay. Um, and although, and so, there you go. There we go. Yeah. So this so, web page is being served from yes, our lovely from the cow. cow. And it's a cow because everyone was calling the Pico W a pie cow. Um, so very, very good pun. Love that. Yeah. Um, so when I there's a, a temperature monitor there, that little tubey thing, mm -hmm. um, and it will show that on the screen, and it also shows your SSID and your IP address, which is what you log into, and then on the actual server it will also display the thing and then there's buttons that can control stuff on the cow so like if i press the party button oh then the party <laughs> it's a slow fading rgb led which i really like to use and also a party parrot comes on the screen because who doesn't want that it's such a cool way to interface <laughs> with your projects that might yeah. be embedded in a kiosk or something like that mm -hmm. you're, yeah. you're serving up the web server you don't really need well you do need wi-fi right i mean yeah because it basically it's anything that is on our cats are just tearing around you can like I, I i basically wrote it as an example so that you could see like how buttons work and how you would do that in a larger project like this by itself is not necessarily that useful um but it's showing you like how you would take data display it mm -hmm. um how you would log in how you would use um buttons to control things like i just press the party button again and now we turn off mm -hmm. the led and the display goes back to normal um so this i kind of wrote it just to have like an example out there and also to design a cute cow case <laughs> yeah um it it, it kind of leverages the the cheap hardware of the let me change that of the uh, pico w mm -hmm. so you you get an iot board for six dollars it's an rp2040 it's it's got full CircuitPython support, so you get all the bells and whistles from CircuitPython libraries. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and it's using um, the the um, the Pi cowbell. Ah, right. Um, that's an add-on oh, board, man. and so that gives you a Stemma QT port and so gives you like places to actually solder to. Right. Really nice. yeah. I love me extra ground pins. So if folks are still using their Pico W, check out the Pi cowbell mm -hmm. um, and a reset button. Oh my God, the reset button. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So yeah. again, because CircuitPython, you can use whatever display. You can use a yeah. TFT, an OLED. You can mm -hmm. do the DVI output if you'd like with a couple code changes. So you can have like a giant kiosk that's uh, controlling a robot or taking a picture and you, you can go to your phone to log into it and interface with it. So yeah. you don't have to have these physical buttons. You can use your phone. 
-hmm. or a tablet mm -hmm. or something like that that's connected to Wi-Fi. Yeah. So a really good example of like IoT, wow. hardware, physical computing, and CircuitPython. So very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's a really good resource. And then for the 3D printing, um, I uh, did this in uh, Fusion. And again, use the spline to make some nice, you know, cow swatches. And there are three versions of the lid. If you don't want a cow, but still want to be a little, you know, sassy, you can do just a pie print, a cow print there, mm -hmm. or you can have it be plain. If again, you just want a little box. Uh, but uh, this is done with uh, color changes. Um, so mm -hmm. basically, almost every layer you're changing color to get it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's worth it because who doesn't want totally. a cow server? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very photogenic cow. Yes. I like how you have the cutout for the, the Pico W so you know. You, you have to let everyone know it's on a Pico W. Cloud <laughs> <laughs> the internet. Stylish trend. You gotta show it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great use of, you know, the color swapping technique that's uh I really love using that. Yeah, I did mm -hmm. really, yeah. really nice. So good uh good tips. Mm. Um any other bits that you want to talk about? Like in the um, I will say that the HTTP server uh, library got a really nice upgrade from oh, yeah? Foamy Guy. He did a lot of work on it. Uh, and this code has been updated to work a bit. So oh, sweet. it is easier to do some stuff now, um, just syntax wise. So if you've mm -hmm. been curious about an HTTP server, which I'm sure everyone is, um, yeah. <laughs> you can check it out. Um, and you know, read the docs is really good for uh, checking out um, how everything works and everything. So. I have a background in web design. It's so nice to see HTML, like just raw had, HTML. Yep. I've never used HTML. So actually, that was the harder part of the project. Really? Oh, I like, didn't know what I was doing. Oh, man. But I figured you it out. You got a crash course in HTML. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I remember some of this from like having a MySpace page when I was. Oh, it's true. Um, but yeah. otherwise, I was like, I don't know. Right. But hey, now folks, if they haven't played with HTML, yeah. this is going to get you far because it's got all the elements that you need. Mm -hmm. You have a header, you have a body of text, you have buttons. I actually don't even know how you did the buttons. So it's the whole HTML is passed as an F string, which oh then gosh. like you see the where the cursor is a temp test. Oh, yeah. um, that's how you're passing in the variables from your circuit Python code. That was the tricky part that yeah. was like really yeah. Thing to figure out um so passing it as the f string so then you can get your variables in because a lot of HTTP server projects they have it as the separate file mm -hmm. that then gets passed in um and so i was trying to figure out how to get stuff from the code in was um the part that was annoying yeah <laughs> but figured it out that's um, a great example i'm glad you have a, an actual temperature sensor because you're taking yeah a sensor reading from the real environment and mm -hmm. then displaying it on the, the display yeah so that's really cool and of course you got a gif that is it a gif it's not a gif is it it's like uh oh it's a, a um uh, yeah it's a bitmap right a tile grid yeah tile um grid. so it just scrolls through so much good stuff in this it's like <laughs> how do i get a gif playing oh i can use a bitmap sprite yeah. well sheets. now we have gif support so now we have gif support people so could, people could just people could do really that play a GIF. but if you're limited on like uh ram and space yeah you, you you'll probably want to do a sprite sheet yeah uh so lots of stuff iot display gifs parrot cow parrot cow so many animals all this the stuff yeah and if folks want to get it right you can get all the assets by clicking on the uh the download, download project, project bundle, bundle. So you bundle get all fly. those 
all those lovely libraries. <clears throat> Very convenient. I feel that instead of the little cloud, we need a fly icon there for all the buttons. <laughs> More fun. I think there is a mascot art. Oh, yeah. We... Uh -huh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a cool fly. Yeah. See, Clever is saying that he avoided the f-string problem in oh. Helsky Project by just exposing a second URL and returned uh, JS uh, variable. Yeah, that's a cool tip. All ah. right. All right. That's, that's a lot. This yeah. is why we love the Discord. That is why their name is Clever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> You're pointing there to Jeff's non-Calvary. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He's pretty good, yeah. too. I like Shout it. Shout to Jeff. Um, mm. Yeah, this is a good yeah. use of the PyCodeW as well with ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Nice arcade button. Yes. Oh, and thanks for the blog post too, Jeff, on what is Bundlefly, if you want to read more about it. Yeah. Freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was really critical to get an easier solution for folks to mm -hmm. get their projects up and running and bundle, project bundles. Like, took a lot of internal work. Yeah. Um, to get that running. So shout out to the internal Adafruit team for making the magic. Yes. It is magical. You are the magic. It's our lives. Right. It just keeps getting better. And I like that you <laughs> pointed out that um, Tim Fomey guy did an update and mm -hmm. made it easier. Like these projects aren't stuck yeah. being out of mm -hmm. date. They get updated. updated. And that's yeah. so great. And you yeah. get all that with CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. um, super cool. I think that's all the projects that we wanted to talk about. Did that was a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, we got we got twenty minutes. Uh, thank the rocket one if you want to go. Yeah. Rocket. Oh, rocket. Okay. Uh, I don't have it loaded, but I can just type in rocket. Let's see what shows up. So many. So many rockets. <laughs> all right. So this is a collab. Pedro, you did the design. Um, Liz, you did the code. Mm -hmm. So Pedro, why did you? How did you get inspired to make this project or design this project? Well, like a lot of projects, Lamar's like, hey, I saw this cool thing. Can you make this? That's right. I, forgot. <laughs> I asked you because I literally forgot. Why did you come up with this? Yeah, so I think it was definitely inspired by some of the um, nightlights that a lot of the kids use. And mm -hmm. there was a really cool rocket-based one. And she was like, oh, if you use like the switch here to make it look like a command center. And yeah, man, the yeah. kids loved it. So the cool thing that... Um, was added was uh, Liz had added the ability to first off adjust the audio on here. So yeah, the volume. Rotary. And then super cool using the exact same thing because I was going to put two buttons on there, one for the light brightness, one for the audio, but you just have it on. So when you push in, it goes into the brightness mode. So you can adjust Ooh. how bright you want the nightlight to be. And then can't really see it there. It's not really powerful enough to push the fan that's in there. There is a little fan inside that mm. kind of, you know, sways the uh, the flames around. It's a gentle roaring fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But definitely one of the kids' most favorite projects because, again, it looks like a little command center. It's useful as a nightlight, and they can go in there and control how bright they want it to be. Or the white noise, too, absolutely works for putting the kids, you know, lulling them to sleep. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely one that I had to go in there and steal out of the rooms. <laughs> Thanks so much. And uh, some of the things that we're using inside here, I don't even remember. I'll turn this off real quick. Uh, let me open it up. Oh, yeah, guy. What is it in here? <laughs> yeah, it here? So it's a prop maker feather wing and a feather. Now we have an all-in-one board, so it makes it easier 
the build would be so much better now because you just use the screw block terminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the sandwich gets thinner. <laughs> There's Declan yeah. there. Yeah. That. So, a couple NeoPixel rings and Stemma rotary encoder makes yeah. it easy to 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 use now with Stemma. You got that speaker that you can connect right into um, the feather wing, or mm-hmm. if you got the prop maker feather all in one board. It'd probably be easy to adapt it since it's kind of. Oh yeah, it'd be. Yeah, it's using an I2S amp. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, on the on the wing. On the wing, right? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, and then you you're able to control the volume in software rather than having a pot um, with the mixer library in CircuitPython, which I've been using a lot with all the prop projects we've been working on recently mm-hmm. um, as a really easy way to just control the volume, um, usually with like a rotary encoder. Um, and you can just map the range and it's really nice because if you've ever tried to control volume with a potentiometer, um, it can get a little not great. <laughs> so doing it in software uh, is really nice. And that's also a fun way to be able to mute mute it too, mm-hmm. rather than having to like reinstantiate it and everything. You can actually just keep the file playing in the background and then have it so that the volume gets dropped to zero and yeah. then come back up. So that's a fun trick. I'm also seen here. It's got the MP3 library. Yes. Shout out to Jeff Epler for working on that. That is mm-hmm. very, so very nice to be able to have yeah, MP3 decoding yes. um, yeah. on in Circuit Python, so you can have really small file sizes mm-hmm. uh, of your audio files instead of having these big waves. And just being able to drop the audio files onto the Circuit Python drive um, yeah. is really excellent because otherwise, if you're doing it um, with other programming languages, sometimes you have to like make it into this header file and it's like a whole thing. So being able to just take the file and drop it on and also being able to switch them out easily too, like to mm-hmm. try different things. Um, the sound effect on this is actually um, NASA open sources, their yeah. audio files. This is a space recording. I think of, if I remember correctly, Saturn's rings. Saturn's rings. Something. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was fun to hunt down too. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. NeoPixels, Saturn sound effects, there you go. LED animations, <laughs> rotor encoder control, different modes. This thing's jam-packed, jam-packed with lovely jelly. I'm hungry. Jelly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to bagel with jelly. All right. Um, so <laughs> you broke down everything here. Look, there's Saturn as a source of intense radio emissions. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you Space. broke down everything here. So it, it would be kind of easy to adapt this to the new Feather RP2040 prop maker. Yes, huh? yeah. Um, and if you're looking at the learn guides we've done recently for all the props, there is the Mario wand, the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and the Adabot. Um, it's, it's based a lot on, on this one, actually, really? um, okay. where oh. um, if it wasn't already pre-existing, um, you know, just getting NeoPixels, audio, and things to play nicely together. Um, Really easy with Circuit Python. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> and for when the kids get older and get actually interested in, you know, sort of modifying this. Yeah. Go back, plug it in, and actually read back what the code that was on there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you could change the with, pixel color, yeah. you know, any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, I think that was it. I guess the, the last here. Oh, the mini fighter, yeah. Mini fighter, yeah. Yeah. So can I grab it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I use this thing every day. So as a musician, I'm a big fan of arcade buttons. Um, shout out to DJ Tech Tools for coming up with this idea back in 
maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's basically a MIDI controller that uses arcade buttons. And uh, I wanted to collaborate with you. Oh my gosh. On this project, because uh, you've done quite a few MIDI projects. Mm. And I hadn't seen something like this where you can um, change the, the MIDI note mapping yeah. on the fly with a little five-way switch um, and display it on the screen. And the Pico had just come out. Yes. Oh, where's so, my... again, we have a window letting everyone know <laughs> it's running on the Pico because right. that is how the internet works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's fun because it's a little acrylic cutout. Yeah. Um, so it's cute. Yeah, it's window cute. Into and, uh, tell me, how was mm. writing code for the display and... Mm. Um, <laughs> how was how it? This is was it? a little tricky just because I hadn't done it before. Uh, and that's why I like collaborating um, with both of you because you'll have these ideas for the projects um, and be like, can we do this, this, this? I almost kind of sometimes will refer to it as like a code deli. Like, hey, can I get a little bit extra mustard, a little extra mayo? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're apparently very hungry. Uh, so um, I, but I like that because it, it lets me kind of stretch from what maybe I would have just done on my own. Uh, so having the idea of the display and being able to change the buttons, because that was your experience when you tried to mm -hmm. do finger drumming and stuff, you really want to be able to change like what's controlling what. Um, it was challenging at first, but then um, I, I remember when I finally got it, I was like, yes. Uh, because there's actually, I think there's two, uh, you can do different um, splashes in um, display IO. And so there's a splash that shows like the whole like matrix of buttons. And then there's a splash that'll show you like the one that you're affecting and how you're changing it. Um, and I mentioned earlier, like being able to like manipulate data um, in Python really easily. So that's another one where I'm taking that MIDI note number that exists and is being sent, but I'm transferring it into a string. So then it can be shown on the display and that makes it really easy um, to do that rather than having these separate assets that you're trying to, you know, control and write. Um, you can just take the data that you are manipulating and kind of send it around and transform it. Um, yeah, you came up with the UX. Um, hmm. I, I had the initial idea, but you really came up with a good way to kind of display, like, what does an edit mode look like for this yeah. particular button? And we have the LED blink um, for the button that you're affecting um, yeah. that you've uh, selected. You wanna, oh, you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, get a live demo here. Wow. Uh, and you use the magnetic. I thing, did. So that's nice. That lets you know I use it every day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He drums while I play guitar. Yes. Um, <laughs> Give it a second to load up. Oh, okay. Do, do, do. Um, Is it plugged in? All I, I thought it was. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's all the way in. Live demo, huh? Too much. It was too much for it. Yeah. Um, it's on. Yeah, it's unplug it. On. No, just unplug it and plug it back in. Okay. Um. Uh. Well, while we're here, um, it it's also using a stemma. Oh, it came on. It came it on. It heard me. Um. There it is. I was like, I can do it. Uh. So yeah, it has the little circles to, which is another display asset you can like bring in different shapes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it mimics this and. You have a stroke that lets you know what thing you're selecting, yeah. what note you're about to change. I remember doing that was a little tricky, trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah, um, oh, being I, able to go back and look yeah, around. Super, getting super all nice the yeah. directions to work. It's so intuitive. Like, yeah, you take, I, I think so. like how, 
how intuitive it is, but it really was. I was looking a lot at the code work. recently, and I think there's a more streamlined way I could do it by the time. Oh, um, you might need to do that streamlined way for one of Gavin usually comes up with like suggestions or not suggestions, but like um, ideas. Uh, ideas, yeah. And I think that's going to need, oh. we're going to need that for that fast wrench, whatever thing that he wants. So. Oh, right. Yeah. The fast oh, wrench. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yes. So this is cool. So the the button blinks to let yes. you know, hey, I'm changing this button. Yes. And this so I always know what I'm changing. And then uh, this is what note I'm changing. Yes. And then you do select to change it back, yeah. and then it will show you what note it's changed to on the little display. Yeah. The five way navigation switches yeah. are, are pretty handy. In, I like in this these a instance. lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you did a little PCB for it. That's right. Yeah. You can actually 3D print it or get it made um, or mill it if you'd like, if you have yes. access to one. Um, so super cool, super robust. Mm -hmm. um, MIDI notes. I'm a, I'm a huge yeah. finger drummer. Yes. Um, yeah. So display I.O. You can um, carry it around. You can carry it around. For yeah. all your MIDI needs yeah. on the, fly, on the yeah. subway. You know. Your MIDI notes packed in a nice little thing. Yeah. There's a lot of wiring and stuff, but that's so just the, that's just. Yes. This is the name of the game with these yeah. buttons, but uh, really cool to have um, the the buttons light up and have a built-in LED. Um, and what I was saying while we were waiting for our friend to come to life was um, <laughs> there's a there's a Stemma um, multiplexer in here, yep. oh, um, and that. that's how we're able to get enough I/O to control the LEDs individually, the buttons individually, and also the switch. Uh, even though the Pico has a ton of pins, um, we still need a little extra mm -hmm. help from our friend. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the LED driver mux, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the AWD, AW9523. It's a it's a fun one. Rolls off the tongue. It does. Oh. Um, it's nice. <laughs> it's like, aw. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, Using muxes, uh, I've done it a couple times with these kind of bigger music projects, whether they're robots or controllers, um, just to get more I/O, and um, it makes it really, really handy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love Stemma because like daisy chaining um, the yes. screen yeah. to the to the driver. I love a daisy chain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually want to redo this project with the uh, the Stemma rotary encoder mm. and potentially some NeoPixel. Mm. LEDs, so they're they're. I'm hoping we can do an an, an update yeah. sometime this year. Um, so yeah, that is uh, the last project we'll end up with. If you're a fan of uh, arcade buttons and making sounds with them, yeah, check out our our Pico Mini Fighter. A couple of people have done it. Yes. Um, yeah. and actually, uh, shout out to Remy who mm. uh, did a modification to the Circuit Python code where yes. you can like um. Save is in, a JSON. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, something like a. It's yeah, not quite a. You JSON, can have but... like a configuration file, um, similar mm -hmm. how we used to have like the secrets.py, and now we have settings.toml. It's a separate file that you can have these different MIDI mappings in, and you can like load yeah. them up. So that's how oh, cool. That was something I thought about at the time, but you know, we you could keep iterating on a project for forever. Yeah, time limits. So <laughs> yeah, control. So, um, I. I think next time I definitely want to like look into that. Um, and that's something I've considered for other projects too. Um, being able to uh, have these kind of different configurations for variables. Mm -hmm. um, we have like 15 circuit pie drives hooked up right now. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Moo. I'm surprised Moo is just like, okay, it's cool. like whatever you want, man. Yeah. So this is how this is the precepts.py, and I have my array of MIDI notes, and I have different um, things, and you press the center button to hold down to switch between those. Mm. Um, and I think it's using the debounce library so that you can change or that oh, you can yeah. detect the uh, long press versus a short press. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do fun uh, button presses in CircuitPython. There's keypad, there's debounce, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, this is the wrong code, actually. This is the uh, D20 code. Oh, I can no. tell because this is oh, fully no. there, oh, yeah. but it's fine. It's Hopefully right. I didn't overwrite my code. I've had that happen. Be careful. Everything's yeah. fine. But that's just a quick look at, uh, at that. And it's just a, a, a good uh, example of how the circuit, the community can contribute back and like mm -hmm. add their own features to it. And I get to benefit from it. And me too. So shout out to Remy for, for doing that, posting it up on GitHub. It's it's out there. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's why we release everything. Yeah, that's why really, yes. everything's open source. Okay. And that's one of the benefits of having an open source project is folks can contribute back. Real quick question on the acrylic window um that needs to be cut uh i think you need a cnc because of the way you have that bevel right on the yeah window. yeah so it's just not a straight cut square yeah, it's a rectangle 2.5d kind of thing yeah um i mean you could print it too you i guess could. you could print it yeah yeah you could definitely print it with uh mm. some clear filament or have it 3d printed in resin, mm -hmm. clear resin, JLCPCB yeah. would probably charge a dollar for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just pay shipping on that. Yeah, the 3D printing are really good right now. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. some CNC services too, like Pinoco. Right. You could try Send, Cut, Send, Cut, Send is another yeah. one. There's lots of services these days to get uh, some of these things built. Mm -hmm. um, or just have no window. <laughs> That's fine too. No window. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think that is it for our schedule. Yeah, we're oh, gonna. Someone else bouncing on. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna bounce. Next um, is the SynthIO panel. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be really fun. Nice. Yeah. Before we go, don't forget yes. if you want to order anything to support all of us in the community, you can use coupon code, get 10% off your order. Mm -hmm. If you need some hardware, whatever is in stock, get it. <laughs> CircPie <laughs> Day is the coupon yeah. code. Don't forget the blog has. Um, the schedule, which I have closed my window, but we're closing it off anyway. Yes. So thank you everybody right, for yeah. watching. Happy we'll, Circuit uh, Python Day. Bye folks. Go get a cake. Yes. Yes. We'll get a blink of cake.